The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The Hale Varsity Radio Saturday Morning Show. Strap yourselves in. Here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt. Y'all don't even know he was a virgin until he's 28 and now... And Mark Cranach. Time has come for someone to put his foot down. And that foot is me. Welcome to it. Weekend edition, hour two. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency, Chris Schmidt, Mark Cranach, Elijah Herbel, and uh, Brady Oltman joins us this morning. Uh, we are excited to have Brady in. We uh, know Vogues is making the trek back home. So we'll c- get caught up here, well, most likely in the new year, fellas, with uh, with Vogues on the Saturday morning edition. But Brady's done exquisite work with Hale Varsity uh, this football season and beyond. As a staff writer, can find Brady on Twitter at Brady Oatman's. And uh, Brady, thanks for, for popping up early in the morning with us and a pretty big weekend, another official visit weekend for Nebraska. It's been the rural world tour this week, different parts of the U.S. And, uh, and he's back in Lincoln hosting a few guys. Just briefly, uh, a couple, three kids that uh, you're intrigued by uh, that are in Lincoln this weekend. Let's start there. Uh, well, right away, uh, Ramir Stewart, the safety from Philadelphia, stood out. Um, he really seemed to really enjoy his visit. Um, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if he decided that he wanted to, you know, pull the trigger uh, this weekend or soon after uh, to commit. Um, the Florida uh, transfer, Corey Collier, the cornerback, I think if you want some guys that can step up right away and fill in potential starting gaps or – help fill out depth in the secondary. I think he's a, he's a big get. And then I think kind of one of the, one of the guys that flies under the radar uh, is the, the young linebacker from, uh, from Oklahoma, Eric Fields. He's the guy that kind of is that developmental project that the, the rule startup or rebuilding tour likes to, likes to have. And I think he could fit in well in Lincoln. Brady Oltmans is with us on Hale Varsity Radio and dive in a little bit more to Eric Fields. Um, he's an, another one of those track guys, right? Sub sub 11, 100 meter dash. I think he's 10 six or something. But if I if I read correctly, he, he had something like 180 tackles over the last couple of years, too. So maybe not as much of a football flyer as, as we might think. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys that he's he's not a football only guy. Uh, he's kind of a he's a multi-sport athlete, and he's from not a huge school. I mean, he he, he kind of gets to fly under the radar in that perspective. But w- when you're at a smaller school and when you're not going to camps all the time and you're doing multiple sports, that gives you don't get the same attention that other recruits get, and that could be a potential big reason why he's not getting the stars that everybody had that everybody else has that is as good as as him or on his level. Uh, so I think that he's one of those under the radar guys that Matt Rule likes to get in uh, 
uh, at the start, at least at the start, and then kind of through the, of the duration of his uh, rebuilding projects at Baylor and Temple. It's worked for him there, and I think that that's a guy that might not be able to play right away, but, you know, come year two is really fighting for a spot and filling out some depth and then might become a potential star for him. Brady Oltmans is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Brady, are you hearing anything about what the, the main pitches have been over the recruiting weekends the past couple weeks with, I mean, so many different things you can sell from a new facility to NIL to a new coaching staff with new schemes coming in. There's a lot that can be sold by a new coaching staff coming in, especially at a place like Nebraska with, with even the despite the, the way that the football program has looked over the past couple of years. You have some things to sell. And have you heard anything about what this coaching staff is trying to sell? Uh, I think if you were to boil it down, the the essence of the pitch is it's a new era in a historic place. I mean, the the brick and mortar Memorial Stadium, the tradition, the fans, the streaks, all of that, that's still going to be there. But you have a new coaching staff that's, you know, found success in Philadelphia and then in Waco. Why can't they find it in Lincoln? You've got a new, huge new training facility that's going to go up. That's going to be brand new. You can be part of the rebuilding project is what they tell recruits. They've got a great, a better starting point now in Lincoln than they had in Philadelphia and in Waco when he took over. That helps. You're playing in the Big Ten against Ohio State and Michigan and on national television every single week. That's a big selling point. And I think that it just kind of gets guys riled up that says, you might not be able to play right away, but if you want to play in the NFL and if you want to play long long time in the nfl you can come develop for a little bit play at the big level and then get there brady you said riled up in there i just want to warn you that was the student section shirt whenever mike riley was hired so watch yourself but saying <laughs> but saying riled up brings back some bad memories well it's funny you say that because I, I i understand a lot of people would point to mike riley's tenure um as as like oh here we go again but less people point to the scott frost tenure which was our inarguably worse um so but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Brady, you have different dynamics right now uh, with recruiting philosophy. You've got Rule, who's going to go look at a kid, and you're a dude that fits with us. You had uh, an approach where you had offer after offer, offer uh, after offer put out by the, the Frost era. Okay. They put a ton of offers out there strength in numbers, right? And then you head to the, the, the Riley era with uh, what Elijah touched on. You kind of had this, let's let's get the hype train rolling with all these high-level dudes from California, the Calabrasca movement, and then the bow mentality of we're going to get who we, who we can get. They're good football players, but we're going to be a little bit more um, – little different in how we go and Elijah and I've highlighted this Kenny Bell was a guy that people were unsure of Nebraska says hey we think you can be great because you're fast Amir Abdullah defensive back or running back Taylor Martinez athlete okay kid go play quarterback you know how that went a little unconventional is how Nebraska went under the Politi era so we've seen the last four coaches we've just rattled off uh, and you, you now have Rule. Why do you think it can work with Rule in Lincoln with his recruiting philosophy? Well, it's really interesting if you if you kind of look at break it down to different positions, right? Um, he has said that he likes speed, speed on the outside, speed at running back, speed at receiver, or speed at corner, wherever in, in the secondary, strength in the middle, 
So you've got to have a good, strong physical line on both sides. And then he, he can go off of the, you know, the track kids and the developmental kids just by looking at them on the stat sheet. But at quarterback and linebacker, Matt Rule does not like to offer guys unless he sees them in person. He doesn't trust film on them. He wants to see the intangibles. He wants to see the movements. He wants to, to, to break down, you know, those key quarterback positions, either on offense or quarterback, the defense at linebacker, especially in Tony White's three, three, five. So it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see now that he's got his feet set in Lincoln, where, where his, um, his, his time where like how how quickly is he going to pull the trigger on some quarterback prospects i know he's offered a couple of linebackers here but that that's going to be that's going to be one thing i think is kind of universal i mean you've got to be physical and strong and tough i think that that's that's just come standard with the big 10 but you look at how michigan and ohio state have built their rosters i mean they're not slow on the outside you, if you can get guys that are fast and can play college football that's a good way to go i just I'm not exactly sure if if you could define Scott Frost's tenure and his recruiting style as a similar style. He liked fast guys, but they didn't they didn't particularly build up into much outside of uh, the potential that they came in with. You know, you had a couple of standouts, but nobody that um, exploded and reached that ceiling through development like Matt Rule likes to do. And I think that might be the the biggest difference. Brady Oltman's with us on Hale Varsity Radio. Brady, I, how much have you looked into or seen um, Philip Simpson, who is the head coach at Homestead High School in the South Florida area, and kind of built them up into a into a pretty good regional power? There's some handful of Division One guys that are on that roster all the time. He has changed his Twitter profile. He has announced it was in the Miami Herald that he was going to be a quote assistant defensive line coach and recruiter at Nebraska which probably translates not to an on-field role. Is there anything you've been able to glean for what his role will be as he comes in? Well, I think he's – I don't know if he'll be as much as a, uh, an analyst as a graduate assistant. That I'm not exactly I, – I haven't been able to to kind of sort out yet. But he's going to be a guy that's on staff that has those – he has the Matt Rule connection because he played defensive line at Temple – uh, he's a guy that clearly is interested in coaching. I mean, he took over the head, you know, that head coaching job and did really well over the past uh, couple seasons down there. And I, I think geographically speaking, I mean, Homestead is South, South Florida, you know, you're yeah. that you can only get further South by going to Key West. So <laughs> it's Tony White was um, with his history of recruiting uh, San Diego state and Arizona state was out on the West coast recently. They've hit Texas with Matt rules ties. They've hit the Northeast. EJ Barthel is, is, and was running around that area. And then Matt rule went back to his home state in Pennsylvania. They've got guys running around. If you can get somebody like a, a, a Philip Simpson, a guy that's coached high school kids and is, is anxious to get to the next level and work his way up at the collegiate level. He comes with those connections in Florida. I know that they've um, DiCaprio Boodle has already signed off with his letter of approval on him. Uh, so you've got a lot of guys in that area that know him, are aware of him, and trust him. So I think that's a that's a big get because I I, I keep going back to I think one of the things Matt Rule was told during the hiring search was it's going to be tough to recruit to Nebraska. So he said, well, I'll get the best recruiters I can ever possibly get. So it's it's going to be really interesting as for his like coaching style. 
I think kids resonate with him. They seem to resonate with his message. I don't know if they all will at the college level or how much influence he'll have on the defensive line since, uh, you know, Terrence Knighton is the lead head defensive line coach. But it's, I think he brings some of that, he brings that staffer mentality and a go-getter who wants to work his way up. And I think that that helps in that rule staff. Well, what it strikes me as Brady is a guy who, and as we look through Matt Rule's history, he's a guy who's always wanted two sets of eyes on both the offensive and defensive line. I think offensively it's going to be Ryle and Matt Rule are your two sets of eyes on the offensive line. Then defensive line now looks like going to be him and Terrence Knighton. But there was a quote that struck me in the the uh, the Miami Herald that said. The first two years down at Homestead was not about winning on the field. It was about winning off the field, getting guys who were going to win in the classroom, cutting out some team cancers, and finding guys that were going to put the team above all else. And it almost strikes me as a guy who, while his, his eyes may be on the defensive line in the practice field, his main role is going to be a guy more off the field, being a, a liaison between players, doing some recruiting, maybe going and checking classrooms, making sure guys are, are where they're supposed to be at all times. That's what it kind of strikes me as, is that guy who's going to be your off the field discipliner. And I, I say that with no insight. So I wanted to get your take on that. Yeah. I, I think that that, that could be definitely spot on because it is one thing that Matt rule really stressed in getting things turned around at Baylor, especially what he was up against when he walked into Baylor, wanted to make sure that the players were the kind of players that, that he could trust to, you know, take care of themselves and take care of the program. Uh, it's one of the things that he said in his introductory speech when he, you know, arrived and was introduced at the Hawks Championship Center was we want Nebraska men. We want people to be Nebraska men, to, to be stand up members of society and their community. And I think that that kind of that works into play. So he could definitely be one of those guys that says, I, I want to be a college coach or I want to be a coach at higher than the high school rank. So I will come on under my former coach or come work under a guy that I really trust, but I'll also bring the, the kind of um, off field uh, rallying cry. The, I'll, I'll be the guy that kind of brings everybody under their wing and make sure that they're doing good. And is kind of that, you know, the shoulder you can lean on, but also one that, you know, you can kind of batter at as, and use as a sounding board. So it, it, every staff needs that guy, and so he could definitely be that guy for this staff right now. Brady, want to get your thoughts here with Nebraska's quarterback situation? What what do you anticipate with what's on the roster? Uh, what what could come back in Casey Thompson, and then uh, roll with Malik Hornsby? He's the uh, the Arkansas uh, transfer, three years at Arkansas, minimal starts but is a wow athlete another track kid that that also kind of played a slash role for them so uh based on what you've seen from from hornsby is he a guy that is uh you know on a scale of one to ten where where is he at as a developmental quarterback is he coming in if he were to pick nebraska at a five uh with a red shirt year what, what can he build up to, and, and what do you think of him as, as an option with, with his history with Rule? I think it, right away, if, you, if they gave the option to redshirt him and he was accepting of that, I think he'd be a solid seven on the developmental scale because it, it's an interesting quarterback allotment. I'm, I'm excited to dive into this and write about this a little bit more in the upcoming weeks because Casey Thompson has one year of eligibility left, but he just he's having shoulder, shoulder surgery in the offseason – uh, and after the you know the hand injury that he had last year, and then the hand injury he suffered during the season, you, 
he's a great he's a great quarterback or has the potential to be a great quarterback at Nebraska, but there are some un- unknowns. But I think bigger than Casey Thompson is the depth issue. I mean, it, Nebraska proved that there was no definitive number two who could step in and play major Division One college football right away. And Logan showed uh, glimpses of it. I mean, he did not play. He didn't turn the ball over against Michigan. What else could you ask for a third string quarterback, you know, against the number three team in the country? And and Chubba also, Chubba was inconsistent, but when he found his rhythm, he, you know, he goes up and gets hurt. So what, what, you know, what else can you do about that? I think this coaching staff more than anything else wants to assure their depth chart. And with Casey only having one year of eligibility left, you could redshirt a Malik Hornsby and say, you've got multiple years, sit for a year here, learn a little bit. And if you don't trust the process, you can go elsewhere. That's fine by us. But know that we're in it for the long run with you. We trust you. Um, that's why they got in touch you know, so many years ago out of high school. And that's why you can, you can come to Nebraska knowing what you're going to get out of this coaching staff. So I, at least that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of coaching staff, Rule has, what, three slots still yet to announce and fill, if, if my numbers are right. And that could come in a couple of different, uh, couple of different styles. You, you could break up your secondary and have, like, you know, safeties and a cornerbacks coach if you wanted to do that. Linebackers appears to be open. Then there's tight ends, receivers, and quarterbacks where Satterfield can probably take one of those spots. So that's like five potential slots, but you have three coaches that you can hire. Are we getting any sense of who those guys are and when they're coming? And maybe does it signal the fact that these are dudes that are either coaching in the NFL or have relayed to Matt Rule that they want to finish out their college bowl slash playoff season? Um, it's it's going to be interesting. And I, I haven't heard – I haven't heard a recurring name. One name that I am kind of interested in is a uh, Frisman Jackson. He's the wide receivers coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. He's a guy with Matt rule ties. Um, I'd be curious to see if he's kind of on the list. You don't with what they have now, you'd like to fill out a coaching staff, but you, this is like the last big push before early signing day. So you don't really need to have a full staff. There's no urgency to, to grab guys, you know, in the next week because you're not, missing out on a whole lot if they you're not missing out on a whole lot if they sign you know after christmas versus after new year if you if you get what i mean um but i with the i think they had a plan when matt rule after his first week of the coaching staff and i think that plan has changed because of um factors beyond their control in the last week right yeah and um i I think that that's partially why they had a wide receiver coach spot open. I think they really wanted to make that work. And now obviously that opens things up, which is why I think Frisman Jackson might be a guy that they reach out to and say, Hey, you can come in. It's part of the reason why Satterfield was listed as a offensive coordinator and tight ends coach. Um, I think they'd like him there. They had Jake Peets ready to step in at quarterbacks coach, but he decides he wants to stay at the NFL level uh, more power to him but that kind of opens things up and decides what they're going to do. I'd still be really curious on linebackers coach. I mean, that, that one really kind of stands out to me. I think there has to be a guy that they're looking at or want, because at this point I'd say Barrett Rude wasn't a terrible linebackers coach. He developed some really good kids at that position. So they've, they've got to have somebody in mind to, to say um, that's my guy or I, I trust him and want him over Rude. 
Brady, before we say goodbye, Brady Oltman's with his staff writer, HailVarsity.com and Magazine. If you're watching the weekend edition on the YouTube channel for Hail Varsity or the Hail Varsity Radio or ESPN Lincoln Twitter feed, uh, you see that scroll. That's uh, the Hail Varsity Magazine and digital. Get that Nebraska fan uh, hooked up this holiday season. GBR is the code and saves you 10 bucks. HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe. Any commitments? I know signing day is Wednesday, but anyone uh, either flip or say I'm in this weekend, do you expect any commitments over the weekend? I do expect some. I think that there might be a couple off the top of my head from this um, official visit weekend. Like I said, I think Ramir Stewart wouldn't surprise me in the least if he decided that he wanted to to come to Nebraska. Mm -hmm. They might get one at least one of the Florida transfers that are come looking either Collier or borders um, in addition to Marco Ortiz, the long snapper, okay. but um, Omaha West sides, Jalen Lloyd is going to commit later today uh, at the boys and girls club of Omaha. I'll be up there for that uh, because I think Nebraska is in a really good position with him to do both football and track as is a kind of uh developmental thing the kind of guy that matt rule really likes to get in and he's really stressing the in-state guys so i think between all of them plus you've got i mean you've got malachi coleman who's in boulder right now taking a visit but is still very much um considering nebraska and you've got uh some of the other transfer guys that coming in you've got the fields kid i think is really looking hard at nebraska so it there's a a couple that could potentially be a lot of uh, of commits over the next couple of days. Brady, quickly, are you expecting any signing day drama from Benny Nagoy? It, keep your eye on it. That's all I'll say. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the coaching staff really wants some drama to happen. Well, Benny is awesome, and that'd be really good for Nebraska to get him, and no doubt he seems like a Matt Campbell guy, just a really talented guy that, can, can hit a ceiling, and we, we love covering them at Lincoln High. Brady, uh, have a good uh, good weekend. I know you'll be hopping around, and uh, we'll, we'll get caught up next week. Thanks for jumping in this morning. Appreciate you guys. Yep, Thanks, appreciate Brady. you. There he is, Brady Oltmans. Good stuff. And, uh, again, follow him at Brady Oltmans on Twitter, and he'll be uh, up there with the announcement here for Lloyd coming up a, a little bit later today. We'll step away, quick timeout, and then uh, we'll bring in the Iron Horse. Gary Sharp will join us. Weekend edition continues. Hail Varsity. We're presented by Currency.